0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast may be triggering and don't necessarily reflect the views of myself or Blue Matter Project. Please note that I'm not a licensed therapist or a doctor, and all opinions of our guests are for informational purposes and should not be considered medical advice. For any questions about your own health, please consult a medical professional. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Mindful Matters Podcast. My name is Elaine Clark. Today's conversation is centered around the topic of how we can use functional medicine as a way to take back our health and happiness. Dr. Pat Ballone, certified functional medicine practitioner, coach, chiropractor, speaker, and the author of the best-selling book, Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired? Find out now. She has helped thousands of people for over 35 years to stop adapting their lifestyle to pain and chronic problems. Dr. Ballone is the founder and principal of Ask Dr. Pat Health Team Network, and if you're someone who's interested in aging gracefully and improving the health of your mind, your body, your relationships, this is an episode for you. Let's jump right into the conversation. Dr. Pat, welcome to the Mindful Matters Podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm happy to be here.
0: Yeah, it's so great to have you here. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. The title of your number one bestselling book, Why Are You Sick, Fat and Tired, is one of those book titles that definitely catches our attention. And so I want to start here today. What was the inspiration behind this book and why this title?
1: Well, you know, on the back cover of of the book, on the second edition, I talk about living in Boston. And um, I, you know, and I sold my business on the Cape and I moved to Boston. And so I was retired walking around and I kept on seeing sick people. I mean, they were clearly sick, the color of their skin, nobody home in their eyes. Um, And I kept on thinking, why are these people like this? Because I never lived in a big city before. So I got, I got a lot of exposure, especially the people who were really stressed out because I live right next to the financial district. Right. And so I used to watch people walk around. And I'm just thinking, I, I, I started to ask them questions actually like, hey, are you okay today? You know, it's just like, you look like you're upset, you know, and sometimes people would say blah, blah, blah. And they would spew the whole beans. Other times they would just look at me a little bit and go like, well, you know, I didn't think about that, you know? And I said, so what do you got in your mind right now? because it's affecting how your muscles in your face are responding to your thoughts. And I said, so I hope it's a good thought, you know, mm-hmm. and I go have a great day and I'd walk away. And then about the same time I read an article from the CDC that said that out of the 212 chemicals, dangerous, potential dangerous chemicals, that all the people, all the Americans that they tested, which was over 225, 2,500 of them, um, ended up having all of them in their blood or urine and I thought oh my god not only are people sick and they don't know it and they don't know why they don't know it is because those dangerous chemicals are in our water our food the air that we breathe the chemicals that we uh, garden with and the chemicals we clean our house with and I said I can't do this I cannot sit here I refuse to watch people kill themselves and so i decided that i was going to go back in my archives because i go there had to be something and some guy told me who was kind of like a seer type person that i was going to write a book and i went oh you're crazy (laughs) and so i ended up one night waking up and going i have it you know this is like five years later from when i met that person you know and i started to put together questions that i always ask my patients and clients and you know and ask them people always missed a portion of it mm-hmm. and i always says why did you miss that portion why didn't you answer that i didn't understand what it was asking and i'm to me i'm looking at it and to me it's in pure straight english but to them it was like in a foreign language that they didn't know so i said what if i took these questions and put them in street language so anybody a kid at 11 years old could understand what they were asking and be able to take this questionnaire And so the idea is that somebody, you know, uh, left a review on my, um, on Amazon saying it was one big question and all roads, you know, uh, came to me and they clearly didn't read the other reviews and they clearly didn't read the book because they would have known that it was asking questions about each individual organ system, which if you know the answers to those and you can... uh, chart out your pattern you can know where to start your health journey whether it's with me or it's with somebody else you can take that information and go to your healthcare practitioner and say I think we need to have a better look at you know, because I had a lot of medical doctors and a lot of functional medicine doctors take a look at that book to give me feedback. So I was, you know, I stayed on the right page. So whether someone works with me or works with somebody else, I just want people to thrive. I want people to be healthy. So that's how that book kind of came around from being living in Boston, and then having that brainstorm one night and then I started piecing the puzzle together until I was done piecing it together and I was able to take it to market and publish it
0: yeah yeah, I love that, and you know, I I have a mission statement which is be the radiant force you truly are, and I feel this is something that you also speak to in the work that you've pioneered for the past thirty five years. I believe that too many of us are living lives that we just don't love, and I think we all deserve a life of vitality, and we have a potential to create it for ourselves. But all too often, we'll say things like, "Well, you know, this is the life I have. It's it's okay. It works fine for." for me, or maybe we just don't even know what real vitality even feels like, um, which was the case for me many years ago, you know, I felt tired and sick. And that was sort of my normal. Um, So in the book here, you have a question, where are you on your health continuum? And so my question for you is, how does someone go from being sick, fat and tired to realizing that they can live an extraordinary life if they want to?
1: Well, you know, on that, you know, that health continuum that's in that book, what it does is it brings people in present moment so that they can pick where they're at. And if you're alive and breathing and you can read that book, then you have the potential to improve. And, and how you improve is you go back to find out what your weakest link is in your organ system. And then you quote unquote, fix that organ system, you tonify it, you up its ability to do its job better, which will up the ability to other organ systems because they're all connected like a Swiss watch. Mm-hmm. All those pieces of the puzzle have got to move together and move together in unison in order to go from point A to point B. We all know that if your Swiss watch, you know, it breaks, you know, a gear, it's going to stop. Mm-hmm. And we know that with, you know, if one of our gears stop, like for instance, our heart, you know, we're going to stop too. It's going to stop us dead in our tracks. And so when you're looking at, um, that health continuum, you've got to know what where your starting point is. You've got to know what your, uh, bis- like your basic line is. You've got to know your bottom line because so many people put the cart before the horse. And the thing is they think they're driving a VW when they're really driving their body's a Ferrari. You know, and they forgot that the, you know, the handbrakes that are on the steering wheel are on the steering wheel, not on the floor. So if people get to the point to the horses in front of the car, get attached and get into the seat and they go to drive, they just start driving. You're going, oh, my God, where's the brakes? You know, and they don't realize is that they're on the hand wheel. So it's having that awareness and that consciousness to raise that up so you can see this is where I'm at. This is where I want to go. What do I have to do first in order to get there? You know, and my first biochemistry teacher who was from Alabama, and I couldn't understand what that guy said the first day I was in class. I eventually did it by the second week. But I remember him saying from the liver to the muscle, from the muscle to the liver, the liver detoxifies so many things in our body and tonifies so many things in our body that when that's functioning you know, as optimally as it possibly can that other organ systems have a tendency to do that also. But you first have to have a good gut because those toxins have got to go someplace. And hopefully when they go someplace in the right way, they end up in a toilet. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that, you know, knowing where to start your health journey is so important, but being able to identify it is really important also.
0: Right. And why do you believe, what do you believe are the major reasons why people get sick?
1: Um, I teach three reasons why people get sick one is uh, trauma the second is toxins and the other one is uh, thoughts so trauma you know starts for a lot of people nine out of ten children who are born have some type of cervical damage in their neck with the birthing process if that's not taken care of that inflammation just sits there and festers and people wonder why they have a military neck you know you can also get a military neck from an accident like a car accident being rear-ended or falling down steps or some other you know injury but when you have an injury like that inflammation sets up, and inflammation is a common denominator between all chronic illnesses and diseases. Even back in 2004 in Time Magazine, that cover on Time Magazine pinpointed exactly the surprising link between inflammation and chronic illness like you know heart disease alzheimer's obesity um things like that hypertension and so if you can identify where the inflammation is happening and you can deal with the inflammation and improve it it can improve other outcomes and actually a lot of those lifestyle induced diseases that i just mentioned heart disease also You know, it can help reverse them or it can mitigate the expression of that because we have a lot of those expressions because of environmental. Um, things that happen in our in our environment like water out of plastic or um, that sits in the sun you know or things that we freeze or we put styrofoam containers which should not be in use period Um, you know those things seep into your food the styrofoam this and you don't want to eat that because it gets stored deep and when you have toxins in your system they get stored in blood brain bone and fat when they body cannot no longer process them and throw them into your intestinal tract to end in the toilet so that's the trauma the trauma it's also like doing the same thing on the same side like I when I adjusted and I had my office I always seemed to adjust from the left side I'm right handed seemed to make make sense but I always train myself to be able to adjust from both sides of the table because I thought it was really important not to be so unilateral about that you know the and in toxins you know you're looking at the food that you eat the air that you breathe the water you drink the gardening you know and also the cleaning fluids you've got to read labels and if you can't pronounce a, an ingredient you no matter what you want to look up what the side effects of those ingredients are a lot of them are carcinogenic we now know that roundup you know that which has the glycophosphate in it is related to cancer and there's a lot of those chemicals that are related to to cancer no matter what country you're in um you know other you know pieces of the puzzle so i always tell people i don't you know who cares if you can't pronounce it what matters is the side effects look up that word you know, you can look up what it means but also look up the side effects so you have a better understanding. And last but not least, Thoughts, thoughts can undo up to seven times and undo anything that you did to have organic food, to, you know, get rid of the trauma by seeing a chiropractor, or, you know, an acupuncturist, you know, a DO, somebody who puts your body in alignment, it can undo those things up to seven times just by your thoughts. We know we all know and, and same for like, you know, for the, the, the toxins, when we're upset, we know we don't digest our food. I mean, if you ever ate too late, you know, and you're like, start to overthink the people who are having huge problems with sleep, sleep is a big problem globally, you know, because people don't get the right amount of sleep and they don't get the quality of sleep so that they can hit the ground running the next day to feel better, move better and think better and start the day off on a positive note. So thoughts are a really big component. You know, and looking at like, you know, or or like you you don't like your husband, you know, or you don't like, it's just like, you know, if you don't like a situation that you're in, either come to terms with it and work with it so that it's okay or move on because it's killing you.
0: Yeah, I love that you mentioned thoughts. I think that's a very important topic that we could, we could spend some time talking about that for sure. Hours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, something I've realized in my practice is just how powerful mindset is. And I'm curious, why do you personally believe mindset is so important?
1: Well, I've always, you know, when people tell me that, you know, like I'm having a bad day and I said, so what was the first thought you thought that day? You know, like, what what did you think? You know, and they'll go, "Mm, I don't know. You know, but like, as soon as I got up, like, you know, the alarm was going off, I was late for work and yada, yada, yada. I said, well, whose fault is that? (laughs) And it's just like, it is nobody else's fault, it's your fault. So just take ownership of it. And then you know, if there's an issue, you just fix the issue. Does that mean getting up an hour earlier? Maybe, but if you just have to, you know, fix that issue. So I have an equation that brings success, not only at home, at work, or at play, or in relationships, but it also brings success mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And that equation is positive mental attitude, plus positive mindset, plus wellness initiatives, which are diet, exercise, and sleep primarily, and having a function, uh, having a properly functioning nervous system, so that structure function will equal success. It is so much easier when you have those pieces of the puzzle together to make better decisions to move better, think better, feel better. It's like when you, you can, you know, be on your game you know, and you can have clear thought. If you're driving someplace, you're not falling asleep, you have, you know, and you're eating the right foods. So your body can utilize that nutrients in the way that it's made to. Bodies always recognize natural foods. They they recognize those above anything else. If you start giving your body synthetic, like corn syrup is synthetic, your brain does not recognize corn syrup. And it's in so many foods. So I would highly, one of my big suggestions today, if you eat any food that has the word corn or corn syrup on it don't eat it it's not good for you
0: Right. Nutrition, this is a topic that is near and dear to my to me personally as a nutritionist and also a manager of an integrative clinic here in Toronto. And I really believe that diet is such an important piece to health and healing. And I think the biggest single input that we have into our health is what we eat and what we put into our bodies. You know, food is is not just calories, it's information. There are billions of chemical reactions happening in the body every second. And these reactions are required nutrients like vitamins and minerals that control our immune system they turn genes on and off they regulate our hormones and our neurotransmitters so let's talk about the importance of nutrition from a functional medicine perspective and and how you advocate for nutrition when supporting others on their healing journey
1: well the first thing to realize that all food affects you hormonally Mm -hmm. and that all hormones are made and or altered or eliminated in the liver Mm -hmm. so If you go on that basis and that, you know, like I always, you know, when I'm working with clients, I say, so what do you have control of when it comes to your diet? And, you know, they say all sorts of stuff like, you know, well, you know, I go to the grocery store and, um, you know, and and they just give me sometimes like, you know, really crazy answers. They, they it's like, well, you know, I, but I, and they immediately qualify it, but I like corn muffins. You know, and I said, so if you knew that corn muffins were killing you, would you still eat them? Mm-hmm. And um, they go, well, how, I, I don't think that's happening, but you don't know that, do you? Because the definition of health in Merriam-Webster's Dictionary is that the organs are functioning 100% of the time. Nobody knows if your organs are functioning 100% of the time. Many times you don't know until the function of those organs are really amiss. Like, for instance, like, you know, the, um, the liver Going back to my friend, the liver. You know that you can lose a lot of the function of the liver, and and it will still come back as a normal test and a more normal result. But when actuality, there's something you know below the surface that's brewing. So um, when looking at um, you know the the, the functional aspect uh, in the lifestyle medicine, I always say that I'm a life, uh, functional medicine expert, and I implement lifestyle medicine strategies because I like and resonate with. The definition of lifestyle medicine from the NIH and the NIH says that it's diet first exercise second targeted supplementation then you think about doing you know uh, medications when everything else in your environment is been taken care of like you get the toxins out from the air the water that type of stuff and then then you can make better choices because sometimes you need to take something for a little while not necessarily for your whole life um and so it's important to understand how all those components like fit together you know in under that realm of nutrients and you can have a diet it doesn't mean that it's nutrient dense you know, and so that's why one of the things I always have with my clients, which is the most, I always say, this is the most boring part. If we can get this, we can move on to a lot more fun things and we can have breakthroughs that you need that are on the mindset portion of it so that you can even be more successful. Um, and, you know, and in your other choices that I've already mentioned. But the the, the point of that is, is that the mindset in that positive mental added part to Heart in positive um, mindset together is the glue that gets you moving forward and that keeps your head thinking clearly
0: mm-hmm. yeah so the, I, I like that
1: yeah mm-hmm. well I also talk about just to mention it here and we can talk about that a little bit later on or not unless you want me to address it right now Are the three brains and how the three brains work with you so that you have the outcomes that you need yeah and if you I understand- Yeah, you know, so the the I have a the first brain is the primitive brain. I I fondly call it the lizard brain, and the second brain is the mammalian brain, and the third one is your conscious brain. So when your your lizard brain is the guy who protects you from you know slamming on the brakes and not hitting the car it's the one you know the saber-toothed tiger one um it's the one that you know helps you replicate your species you know and has that desire that's like low-rooted type things it's the one that tells you you're not worthy it's also the one that tells you that you can't do it and who do you think you are the uh, memory or the million brain stores all your memories, whether they're positive or negative. The idea is to create more positive memories so that negates the negative memories so it tells you how to behave in certain circumstances it's the one that when things happen that lizard brains going don't forget remember the last time you tried that you know and it also is the one that when something when you go you know knock him off your shoulder and you go I'm gonna do it anyway and you have a positive experience you're now storing a positive experience in that mammalian brain so the lizard brain can shut up And then you have the conscious brain. The conscious brain is what we're working with right now. It's like on beta waves, you know, sleep is theta, you know, and the creative part of our brains are usually on alpha. And so there's, those are three type of uh, brain wavelengths, but the conscious brain is what you work with. So the best time when I talk to people about how to up their game and to say affirmations like I am healthy, I am vital, I am an active, successful human being. On this day, I give myself to serve others, have better health, and have a better life. I say that daily. Mm -hmm. And so I don't say that in the middle part of my day, like I'm saying right now because we're doing this recording. I say it when I get up, and I say it when I go to sleep. It's It's no longer looking to make it into a habit. I made it into a ritual. And it comes out of my mouth just so easy because I practice it for 30 something years. (laughs) But when I do that, I have the mindset to move forward in a certain fashion. I hit the ground running and I think a positive thought. So if I start my day off like three days ago, like like I, you know, came off, came, woke up and I had like three fires to put out before I even, you know, took a shower and, what I did is I just took care of those fires and centered myself, meditated for 15 minutes and I surrounded those pieces of the puzzle and I pushed them out of my energy field, so to speak. And I said, cancel, Mm -hmm. you know, then took 10 minutes downtime, you know, and then when I decided to, pick myself up and move and get my shower and get ready and be you know on a call in like 35 minutes you know it just happened effortlessly because when you're in your time zone when you're in your zone in your vibe in your vortex you know or in einstein's time you're less things fit in together a lot more simply but that That piece of the puzzle for like the affirmation part of it is always said when you first get up, when you first, you know, go to sleep and your conscious brain talks to your mammalian brain all day long. You know, it says like, wow, it's just like, you know, you and I had a little bit trouble connecting with each other, but my brain said, this is a good thing to do, you know? And so, you know, it's just like, and you're like, you know, and you figured out the pieces of the puzzle, you fixed the problem, you didn't make it worse, you know? And it's like, okay, so how can we do this better? And we did, and here we are today, you know, it's no stress. And it, it was, you know, it's such a great opportunity to be here, you know, and I love being able to share this kind of information you know with your listeners because it's so valuable to like when you know someone throws fire in front of you that you can just put the water on it and go thanks a lot that was really good try (laughs) you know and, and you keep on moving you keep on moving forward you know in your good energy think good thoughts do good deeds and then you can move forward and you can thrive
0: and i think this becomes especially important when we're thinking about making changes stick right because there's a lot happening in sort of our primitive brain the mammalian brain and also our conscious brain and really making change stick um, i'm curious to know how you think is the best way to uh, to make changes and make change last
1: well you know i have a i For my personality type, you know, when I make a conscious decision that I'm committed to myself and committed to this particular outcome, you know, then I will sit there and I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about what's the best way to do it. And I always think better for myself from the end. Like when someone's trying to tell me a story about their business and blah, 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 I just say, okay, stop, (laughs) tell me the end of the story and tell me how I get there. When I have flown over all the years I've flown for the last 38 something years, I've always decided that I wanted to be there in time for dinner. <laughs> and so my flights and everything I did were centered around like, how do I get to dinner on time, you know, with time to spare without rushing. And so I do that with almost everything, you know, in, you know, in, in my, e- um, like, you know, my uh, ecosystem, you know, and in, in moving forward, I always look at like, what is it that I want it to look like? And then I make a conscious decision to do it. And what's the first thing to do? Because if you make a ritual, or excuse me, make a habit into a ritual, it takes time. There is a rule called the 2190 day rule. And what it does is it says, take one thing. I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to drink 16 ounces of water every day when I get up. So I make sure when I go to sleep, I have 16 ounces of water right next to my bed. I mean it's a simple thing to accomplish and then when I get up you know I you know sit there you know go to the bathroom come back you know and I take my time for myself and I drink my water while I'm listening to something educational that's my ritual and you know for 20 minutes so I have my 16 ounces of water I have the other ritual thing done which is my education you know and then I can get up and I can go move and do stuff I can do exercise I can do something else um but You got to make it a habit so the 21 90 day rule is you do one thing for 21 days and if you are successful at the 21 days then you do it for another 90 days that brings you up to 111 days so the statistics are you can change a habit into a ritual in as little as 18 days but the average person is 66 days so if you did something for 21 days and then 90 days this brings you to 111 days then you're way ahead of the person and you will be a lot more successful than the person at 66 days, which is the average. Yeah. And, you know, and then you can, because a lot of times it can be even longer than that, depending upon the habit that you're trying to do. And then you got to be careful about who you're associating with, you know, because a lot of times our friends and family are well-meaning, but they don't have your best interests at heart. Even though they think they do. For instance, my brother is type 2 diabetes. We're at a friend of mine's house, at her parents' house, and she made this cheesecake. I said to her, Do you eat the cheesecake? And she said, No, I'm diabetic. I can't eat the cheesecake. And then she proceeds to give my brother, who's diabetic, he goes, I love cheesecake. She cut him a quarter of the piece. And I just looked at him and I said, You really don't want to eat that. And he goes, It's a holiday. I said, Be bigger than your, be the bigger and stronger than your excuse and so you know and I said or else tomorrow you're going to pay well you know like he ate it like you know because I'm his little sister he's not his doctor I'm his little sister he ended up eating it and the next day he was in a bad mood he didn't sleep well he had you know it's just like his he said that his gut was bothering him and he just became a nasty person Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's just like, I, I think I'm going to go visit my friends today while I'm here and, and went and, you know, and hung out with them and stayed away from him because, you know, people don't realize that food can affect them even up to eight days later and they don't realize that they're having a reaction to a specific food. You know, but for somebody like him, not only did it have dairy in it, you know, it had like, you know, you had graham cracker crust or whatever it was, you know, that had all these toxic chemicals in it also. So his body was being overloaded on a day that you overload your body anyway with other food that, you know, that really, you know like plays with the serotonin and tryptophan levels in the body that put you to sleep (laughs) Mm -hmm. so you know it's just like being mindful like can I do what I need to do every day even if it's a holiday and even if my friends say like well you can splurge a little bit I mean we've all had our friends say that to us we're on a diet we're doing great and we're at a restaurant and they bring an extra spoon yeah you know and I said what I do is I just pick the spoon up you know and give it back to the waitress I said I really don't want any Thank you very much, you know. And then they're going, "Come on, come on." I'm just like, "No, you know, you want to die, you die." I'm not interested in partaking in this in this adventure, you know. Do I eat sweets every once in a while? Sure, but I pick and choose what they are, and I look at the, you know, the fiber. You know, I love blueberries, I love strawberries, and I love blackberries for sure. Um, so I look at like, what can I mix with those if I'm someplace. You know Mm -hmm. and a lot of times i would just be happier going for a walk and having another glass of water you know and being able to digest my food and sleep well because sleep you know is where you repair you revitalize you restore you've got to be able to hit the ground running every day and when you get quote unquote older which makes the hair in the back of my neck stand up you know i just tell the people i call you've got to be bigger and stronger than your excuse you know, because when you have that weak moment, you got to say, what is it that I can do so I don't break my commitment to myself? Because if you can't keep your word to yourself, you're not going to be able to keep it to anybody.
0: Mm. You know, there's a few things that you talked about that I, I want to elaborate on. And what what really interests me is that we have this innate nutritional intelligence or wisdom in the bodies. In our bodies that cause us to seek nutrients. And when we don't find them or get them, we tend to eat more or overeat. It's kind of like the saying, you know, we start looking for love in all the wrong places. Well, we actually start looking for nutrients in all the wrong places. And so, children, for example, that have iron deficiency, they will eat dirt because the dirt has iron in them. Um, so, you know, we have this internal guidance in our bodies where we're constantly searching for ingredients that we need to survive, that our bodies need these nutrients to integrate into these important chemical reactions. And so we turn to food uh, and, and and this actually leads to some of the reasons why we actually overeat. W- what can you say about this?
1: Well, I was fat. Um, you know and i don't mind using the word fat because i was and i was 13 i weighed 150 pounds and i was five eight so i was really chubby and when they measured me for the same size dress that my mother wore for my sister's wedding i decided that i needed to do something because i did not want to look like her and you know and i did not want to be fat because you know and and when i grew up just like if you weren't thin nobody ever dated you and so now everybody's chunky so it's like it's, it's the new normal but You know that I found that when I made that commitment to myself I did something every day and I actually started intermittent fasting when I was only 13 years old and didn't know it was intermittent fasting Um, and so what I chose to do is I decided I always asked myself you know would a fat person eat that I didn't ask if a skinny person would because you know, I, what did I know at that time of being 13, you know, a skinny person could eat anything, you know, until they got fat. And so I always asked, would a fat person eat that? And if the answer was yes, I didn't eat it. I drew a line from what went in my mouth, because that's what I have con- control over is what goes in my mouth to saying, if that is the case, then I'm not going to eat it. You know, and I would find something else. So that's when you could pay 16 cents to get a McDonald's hamburger. That tells you how long ago it was. And so it's just when my friends went there, you know, it's just like I didn't have a shake. I didn't have a hamburger because every one of them got fat. I just had my 50th class reunion. There was only two thin people. I didn't go to my 50th class reunion, but I looked at the pictures. I went, oh, my God, I didn't recognize anybody. You know, unfortunately, I would have liked to recognize anybody because they had a pretty good turnout, you know, considering the death rate in my class. Um, And, you know, and people who showed up locally and people who came internationally to come back just to see people after 50 years of going to high school with them. Um, But the point is, is that, you know, we have to, you know, draw a line in sand for ourselves and we have to have that commitment to ourselves that we matter. And, you know, and that whole trend for the last two years, self-love, self-care, well, what it brought to people is that they weren't taking care of themselves. They were taking care of everybody else except themselves, you know, and they, and the point is, is that you can't take care of somebody else unless you take care of yourself first. My father used to say, especially about dating, he goes, if you can't nurture yourself, you're not going to be able to nurture somebody else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I always said that in my talks when I talked to my when I had my office and talked about wellness and the five pillars of health and that that whole aspect of, you know, how people to change their mindset and have that paradigm shift, you know, to be able to say that and say it with conviction, because when you can say it with conviction, there is nobody in the world that will be able to disturb your peace of mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, it's like, what's my commitment to myself? So I know if I start a diet and I like blow it like in five days, I'm not committed. Mm -hmm. You know, every time you start something, you know, you want to lose weight. You want to make this lifestyle change. And every time you're not successful with it is because you're not committed and you're not committed because you don't have a strong mind and mindset to support you in a fashion so that you can do those bits and pieces. And I work with my clients with this all the time. It's It's just like, you know, I have that issue sometimes, but when I have that issue, I always think, what do I tell my clients, you know, and practice what I preach, lead by example, Um, so that, you know, you can get more, you can be even more consistent with the outcomes that you have. But it's got to take that first, like, you know, that first commitment to yourself, you know, I matter, you know, I'm important. And if I want to see my kids grow up, I want to participate in their lives, until the day I die, then I need to commit to myself, and I need to commit to all my goodness. And I need to commit to like, everything I possibly can do to have a better life consistently.
0: Yeah. And I think this really speaks to, you know, knowledge is really powerful, but it's only powerful when applied. And the biggest struggle I think a lot of us run up against is how to get started and how to maintain that progress. And as a way to wrap up today, Dr. Pat, how can someone use your book as a guide to get started and also maintain change?
1: Well, Um, I love my book for one thing and when somebody's you know I first was going to use it just as a giveaway you know when I gave a talk and that type of thing and a a person who is a publisher said to me your book's bigger and more important than that it has the ability to change masses of people and how they perceive and do their life and their awareness about their health Mm -hmm. and he said you he goes don't play yourself small and I went like he's crazy (laughs) and and so but I took to heart what he said about that because you have to know where to start your health journey you have to know how to stack your knowledge and one of those ways that you do that by using the book because it's a book of questions there's a lot of them there's 11 chapters on questions 11 for men 11 for women Actually, there's 12 if you count both of those, but you're not going to obviously answer the other sex. And when you answer those, you can pattern out what's going on with your health now. And you can see where you need to focus. You need to, uh, it will act as a guidebook, a workbook, and an advocating tool. So you can take those results that you have and use them. You can come to me and ask me about it. You can a- ask me, how do I find a practitioner in my area? Um, you can say, like, or you can take those questions to your healthcare provider, providing that they understand lifestyle and functional medicine. And so that will give them a good idea of what's going on with you and if they want to order any tests, because I test I don't guess that is my first test is those questions in 11 organ systems and that gives me my starting point that gives you your starting point that tells you where to pay attention to as you can have signs and symptoms that are on not on your radar you know and you could be sicker than you think as we found out in the last couple of years of how people responded to exposure to a specific virus and they didn't respond, you know, and their immune systems were compromised because of so much inflammation in their body. Right. So you can, the, what the book does is it increases that awareness about that so you know where to, to focus and spend your time, your energy and your money. And you can do it with me, you can do it with somebody else. What matters is that you do it and that you get the get quality answers so you know where where am I going like if I want to drive from here to here you know I can take this long route but maybe you know a short route so I always tell people if you've got something to work with you know and you know give me something to work with I can tell you tricks of the trade I can tell you do this don't do that you know based upon what you're telling me the best way for you know we were talking a little bit about essential oils in, in the very beginning of this and I gave you a different way to put a couple of them together to support you You know, in your environment for your immediate needs right now. So that's, you know that's one thing about how you can get started and how you maintain you know i always said that this book is a perfect book for january 1st because it will tell you people a lot of times make health goals on january 1st that they have no clue why they're making them they're just doing them because every year they want to lose 10 pounds or every year and now it's 20 pounds because last year i didn't lose the 10 pounds you know or i'm going to go to the gym or whatever there's so many people who start those resolutions and don't know where to go this book guides you to exactly where you need to spend that time your energy and your money and you can make goals that are achievable you know um, in a short period of time yeah so that's how you maintain it and you can you know repetitiously do it like you know you can have do it in jan like you know do it in january all scores are low priority or low low priority and you know do it three months later and you can see if there's something trending if they're starting to go up in certain areas that might be a red flag you know and then do it at six months you know and then do it at the first of the year you mm-hmm. know but if you start feeling like kind of icky and i've had like three weeks of feeling icky i might want to find out what organ system is you know triggering so that i can deal with it now before it becomes a crisis yeah it's so much more time efficient you know mentally physically emotionally spiritually socially and financially
0: yeah, no, that's great. And Dr. Pat, I think your message is really important. And, and I think that you're contributing to, um, y- you know, change, the change that we really need in in the world and a very important change because our health really enables us to uh to do everything in life really our, our health is the foundation of our life in my perspective and so we're going to have links in the show notes for people to get their you know get a copy of this book uh is there any other parting words of wisdom that you would like to leave our listeners today
1: well i want to thank everybody for their time yeah. you know because we're all busy you know and also being open to listen to about their health and listen to what's going on in your mind you know, and being able to connect on that level. Um, and so, my big parting word, I always say this, is that um, you need hydration for every pillar of health. The pillars of health, which I didn't mention before proper diet, proper exercise, proper sleep, positive mental and um, positive mindset Um, and then um, a properly functioning nervous system which is the biomechanics proper posture and that so having those five pieces of the puzzle you know resolve the issue of like do what's going on do i know if my organ systems are functioning 100 percent of the time that will give you a better idea by looking into the five pillars of health which i cover in my book by asking the questions that are in the book. It's not just one big question. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I want, you know, and so and the hydration portion of it is that every pillar needs hydration in order to function, Mm -hmm. you know. So you need that water the first thing in the morning to bathe your organs. You need water like or late in the evening or not so late in the evening that it keeps you up you know so that when your brain starts to detoxify in the middle of the night those toxins got some place to go <laughs> and so the you know like eventually out of your body is what the, the ideal thing is so hydration is really important so how you piece that together is you put 50 percent of your body weight so if I weigh 150 pounds I would have 75 ounces of water at a minimum a day and you can buy containers that you know that they fit in um that are not you know no plastic um unless it's you know approved plastic that doesn't leach into your water supply and you know and you make a point of drinking that. if you drink it out of a straw you can drink more um you know but it's just like hydration is so key it's so important no matter where you're at
0: amazing dr pat thank you so much for being here today really pleased to have you on the show
1: thank you i'm so glad to be here i'll come back
0: (laughs) So that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope you'll join us next time. Mindful Matters is written, hosted, and recorded by me, Elaine Clark. Special thanks to Karen Zorzi, our editor, Tani Stoiber for the artwork and our theme music by Bellwoods. If you can, please leave us a review. It helps others discover the show and we really appreciate it. Let's keep these conversations going over at Blue Matter Project. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.